Good evening. My name is Gordon Thompson and it's my privilege to share God's word with you this evening. I'd also like to extend a warm welcome to anyone out there who's watching online or listening to the tape afterwards. Thank you. Our sermon tonight is titled Moving On Well and is part of our series that we've been exploring lately on the book of Joshua about living in desert places. This sermon is part of that series and in particular follows on from the sermon titled Recalibration, presented by Michael Bolan on June the 11th. So I encourage you to take a look at the other sermons and you can find them online at our website. Have you ever felt like you're starting out on a new adventure in your life? How do you prepare for that? When I was in my late teens, I had a friend who'd protect a guilty, who we'll call Mark, and Mark had the idea of using a large piece of plastic tarp as a makeshift shelter instead of bringing a traditional three-man tent with him on the motorcycling journey. Now, for all of you seasoned Central Australians in the audience, let's make a note here that we were planning this trip in the hills, in the foothills of the of Victorian's Alpine country. But um, the way the weather's been lately, you probably have a pretty good idea anyway. So, by the way, do you know why the posty bike fell over? Can anyone tell me? Because it was too tired. Anyway, the day arrived for the big adventure. And so we were young and eager. I think I was about 19 at the time. And so after a quick check of our tyres and chains, we made a very cursory check that we had all our equipment lashed onto the bikes. And we probably then said a quick prayer, asking for safety on our journey. And off we set from the outskirts of Melbourne towards the damp, hilly and forested wilds of East Gippsland. We had a great first day, toodling down winding gravel roads. And as night approached, we found a picturesque clearing where we planned to set up our camp. Mark, brimming with confidence, pulled out the tarp, and that was a surprise because we were expecting a tent. But in his useful enthusiasm, not only had he brought a tarp, but he'd um, also forgotten to bring anything like cords or stakes they're going to secure the tarp to the ground. But it's okay. Undeterred by his oversight, Mark improvised by tying the tarp to nearby trees and weighing it down with rocks. Proudly, he proclaimed that the tarp shelter was complete and ready for the night. And so he unpacked our sleeping bags, rolled them out and settled in. However, as the wind picked up during the night, the carefully placed rocks proved inadequate to hold the tarp in place. And with each gust, the tarp flapped wildly around and eventually threatened to take flight. Mark's ingenious and energetically prepared shoulder eventually turned into a chaotic dance of flapping plastic and tangled ropes. We didn't get much sleep that night, but we learned a great lesson. And Mark was forever after that tarp man. Looking back on that incident now, it's easy to laugh at our human tendencies 
when it comes to planning. Isn't it just typical of how we often approach our endeavours? In the rush of life, we have a tendency to forge ahead without pausing to seek divine guidance. Our schedules become packed. Our minds are preoccupied with a flurry of tasks and prayer slips further down our list. We neglect to seek his wisdom, his insights and God's perfect timing. In our eagerness to control the outcome, we miss out on the peace that comes from surrendering our plans to a higher authority. And have you noticed how our minds can sometimes run wild with worries and anxieties? We spend countless hours pondering all the possibilities, concocting contingency plans for every twist and turn that could arise. We become tangled in a web of what-if scenarios and exhaust our mental and emotional energy in the process. Again, neglecting to seek the wisdom and direction of God. Perhaps you too feel somewhat unprepared for your next adventure or the next phase of your life or maybe a challenge that you are facing. You may be a mother whose children have grown up and you are facing a future with an empty nest. That can be quite an adjustment. Or you may be a younger person just finishing high school and wondering what comes next. Or you may be like me, considering future retirement and wondering how best to make that work. Whatever it may be, you are wondering how you can make yourself more ready for the next season in your life. And to step out in the right direction. So this evening we will be exploring how we can spiritually prepare. So let's take a look now at the story from Joshua. That's the text is found in Joshua 5, 13 to 15 and this passage recounts a powerful encounter between Joshua, the leader of the Israelites, and a man with a drawn sword. There we go, there's the text. Now when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and he saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, Are you for us or for our enemies? Neither, replied the man. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence. And he asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Let's have a look for a moment at the context of this short passage. Joshua took over from Moses as the leader of the Israelites. Moses had led these Israelites out of slavery in Egypt through the wilderness and had received the law from God on the Mount Sinai. Moses had appointed Joshua as his successor and charged him with leading the Israelites into the land that God promised for him. The task that Joshua faced was formidable. He was responsible for leading the Israelites into a new land that was inhabited by hostile nations. The nations occupying this land were powerful and dwelled in well-fortified cities. It seemed the Israelites would have to fight every inch of the way for the territory they gained. Additionally, Joshua had to lead a people known for rebellion and disobedience. 
Throughout their journey in the wilderness, the Israelites had shown a proclivity towards grumbling and complaining and even despised God. Joshua would have to lead them with strength and conviction and ensure that they remained faithful to God and his covenant. In short, Joshua's God-given task was to lead the Israelites into a new land, conquer it and establish a new society in the face of strong opposition while ensuring the Israelites remained faithful to God. The enormity of this new task cannot be overstated. And Joshua's success in achieving it as, is a testament to his strength, his leadership and his faith in God. So what can we learn from this short passage and how do we apply it to our lives today? I read in the New Interpreter's Bible commentary that the man with a sword may be an angelic figure representing God's power and authority. It also points out that the command Joshua was given that he should remove his sandals echoes God's instructions to Moses at the burning bush. And it signals the importance of this encounter. Now, you know, when Moses was at the burning bush, he was not at all impressed with the instructions he was getting from God. He tried to wriggle his way out of it, in fact. But God wanted his service and had a grand plan that he was to be part of. The alternative between choosing God's way or one's own way is a recurring theme picked up in the book of Joshua. One important lesson we can learn in is the importance of choosing God's way and seeking God's guidance and direction in our lives. As we approach the battles of life, we should consider if we are inviting God to join and bless us or are we asking first what he wants us to do and then join him where he is working? By his own confession, the commander of the Lord's army was not there to align with Joshua or any other human leader, but rather to represent and fight for God. The man with the sword was reminding Joshua that this battle was not solely his own, but rather was part of God's larger plan. This passage is, a significant, is significant for several reasons. First, it shows that we should respect God's rightful place in our lives. The man with the sword represents God's presence and power and Joshua's response to him demonstrates his recognition of God's authority. Intrigued and sensing the significance of this encounter, Joshua approached the man with respect and reverence. Understanding that he stood in the presence of something extraordinary, Joshua removed his sandals humbled himself before the divine presence. Secondly, we see that as the man spoke, Joshua listened intently. His heart was open and ready to receive the wisdom and guidance that would follow. He recognised that his encounter was more than a chance meeting. It was a divine appointment. Joshua understood the importance of actively seeking and discerning God's will rather than imposing his own plans and desires. Thirdly, we see that at that moment, Joshua made a profound choice. Instead of presenting his own agenda and requesting God's support, he wholeheartedly committed to aligning himself with God's plan. He surrendered his personal aspirations and trusted the divine wisdom and guidance that unfolded. Joshua's willingness to submit to God's will rather than follow his own 
demonstrated his deep spiritual readiness. He recognised that true preparation went beyond physical measures, having the right equipment, training and organisation and so on. It involved cultivating a receptive heart, a listening ear and an obedient spirit. By displaying reverence, removing his sandals and attentively hearing the words of a man with a sword, Joshua positioned himself to receive the divine instruction that would equip him for the challenges that lay ahead. This encounter with the man and Joshua's response set the stage for the upcoming steps and trials that awaited him. By putting God's will above his own, Joshua gained clarity, wisdom and strength to lead his people. He understood that his success as a leader hinged not only on his strategic prowess and military might, but also on his deep connection with the divine. So Joshua's example serves as a timeless lesson for all who seek to navigate life's challenges. It reminds us of the importance of humble reverence, active listening, and obedient surrender to divine guidance. True wisdom lies in seeking God's guidance first and foremost. It teaches us to embrace the art of surrender and to invite God into our planning process from the beginning. By humbly aligning ourselves with his will, we find peace in knowing that his plans far surpass our own limited understanding. Just as Joshua prepared himself spiritually by attentively listening and obeying, we too can find strength and guidance when we align our hearts and actions with God's will. In the Anglican Church, apparently they call this the prayer of oblation. To offer our whole selves, mind, body, soul, spirit, our being and our doing, our speaking and our listening, our achieving and our failing in union with Christ for the glory of God and God's purposes. You will recall that when Joshua encounters the man with the drawn sword, he falls to the ground in reverence and asks what message he has for him. As believers, we may also need to cultivate an attitude of reverence in our daily lives, listening respectfully to God and recognising God's holiness and sovereignty. This passage can remind us that worship and reverence are important parts of our daily relationship with God and they can help us to draw closer to him and experience his presence and guidance in our lives. Joshua removed his sandals and recognised God's holiness and this echoes the reverence and the awe that we are called to have in the presence of God. In the Gospels, Jesus teaches us to approach God with humility and reverence, recognising our need for him, beginning with our repentance and our need for his salvation. Luke 18, 13 to 14. The theme of the man with a drawn sword resonates throughout various scriptures in the Bible. It often depicts it is often depicted in context of battles or acts of judgment. One notable instance is found towards the end of the Bible in the opening chapters of the book of Revelation. It presents the radiant figure of Jesus Christ, resurrected and triumphant over death, and shown here with a sword projecting from his mouth as he disciplines and instructs his churches. 
Throughout his earthly life here, Jesus served as a remarkable example of unwavering commitment to obeying the will of God the Father. Despite the demands of his ministry, Jesus frequently withdrew from the business of life to seek the face of the Father. One poignant moment just before his death is when Jesus retreats to the garden in Gethsemane to pray and encourages his disciples to join him in prayer nearby. Clearly he was anguished and in battle as he contemplated what was before him. However, Jesus exhibited complete surrender to God's divine plan, even though it meant enduring ridicule, persecution and ultimately tremendous suffering on the cross. In a profound moment of surrender, Jesus prayed, Not my will, but yours be done. Luke twenty-two forty-two. As followers of Christ, we are called to emulate his example. Again, we should ask ourselves, are we inviting God to join and bless us? Or are we asking first what he wants us to do and then joining him where he is working? There may be times in our lives when we face difficult or inconvenient choices that demand obedience to God's commands. In such moments, we need to remember the significance of obedience. We should rest on the assurance that God rewards and blesses those who faithfully follow his guidance and submit to his divine plan. Just as Jesus found strength and purpose in obeying the Father, we too can discover fulfilment and experience God's abundant blessing as we align ourselves with his will. So how do we do that? In case I haven't communicated yet. Respecting God's rightful place in our lives is point number one. Point number two, listening to God's guidance. Point number three, prioritising God's plan over your personal agenda. And point number four, aligning yourself with God's plan. In summary, we can see that the passage in Joshua can offer guidance and encouragement to believers facing various challenges in their daily lives. It highlights the need to make a choice to draw aside to God, to listen and to obey. We are encouraged to follow the Lord's call and prioritise his plans, to be involved in his mission, knowing that he is with us, supporting and enabling us. By looking to God for guidance and provision, we can face difficulties with confidence and trust, knowing that he is with us and that he will guide us through every challenge. So let us trust in God's guidance and his promises. Let's go to him first and let us seek to follow his will with all our hearts. Thank you for listening. And may God bless you all. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reminder that you command the hosts of heaven. We thank you that you are not alone in our struggles. We are not alone in our struggles and our battles. Help us to trust in you and to seek your guidance early, knowing that you are always with us. As we face challenges in our daily lives, give us the wisdom to know when to turn to you for help and direction. Help us to make your will our priority. Help us to remember <clears throat> that you are unfolding your eternal plan and that we can find hope and peace in your promises. May we always be mindful of your awesome power and your presence in our lives. And may we honour you in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.